0: Entrepreneur on Fire, Episode 7.
1: Welcome to EntrepreneurOnFire.com, where remarkable entrepreneurs share their inspiring story. Let their journey illuminate your path to success. And now, your host, John
0: Dumas. Hey, Fire Nation, and thanks for joining me for another episode of Entrepreneur on Fire. The place for inspiring interviews with today's most successful entrepreneurs. Are you on our email list? If not, you are missing your chance at the $50 cash we give to one lucky subscriber every Wednesday. Would your Wednesday be a little better with 50 bucks in your pocket? Go to com or com if you're like me and can't spell entrepreneur to find out more. Question. Have you been searching for an elite mastermind group? If yes, look no further than Ignite, an amazing mastermind of aspiring entrepreneurs. We have weekly webinars, amazing resources, forums, and huge giveaways, including a $200 cash giveaway every week. Come join our community at ignitemastermind.com. If you enjoy this free podcast, Please show your love and support by heading over to eofire.com and clicking the subscribe and iTunes button at the top of our page. This will shoot you over to iTunes where you can leave a rating and review. To show my appreciation for your hopefully five-star rating and review, I will give you a shout out at the top of an upcoming show telling the world just how cool you are. And now, prepare to ignite. Okay, let's get started. I am simply thrilled to introduce my guest today, Alyssa Duset. Alyssa, are you prepared to ignite? I am. Awesome. Alyssa writes about relationships, life lessons, activism, young professionals, and women for anyone looking for a little truth. Her work has been featured on Maine Today, Portland Press, The Boston Globe, Current Publishing, and many others. Additionally, she writes for a feature blog for Forbes.com, in Forbes Women, called Shattering Glass. I've given Fire Nation a little overview, Alyssa. Why don't you take it from here and tell us who you are and what you do?
1: I am basically a writer and editor. So, what I do is I do a lot of writing of opinion editorial type pieces. I tend to slant a lot more towards writing about young professionals. Um, And something called modern feminism or new wave feminism, it's basically the, now that you don't have women all trying to break into the boardrooms and then figuring out how they fit into the boardrooms, I write a lot about the fact that they're now in the boardrooms and what are we going to do about it. Um, And I also write a lot about uh, travel and especially travel as a single young woman, which is pretty much what I do with my time.
0: Awesome, and I really look forward to delving into that later because you have some great stories that I'm looking <laughs> forward to share with Fire Nation, who is a bunch of travelers ourselves. So let's transition now to our first major topic, which is our success quote, because here at Entrepreneur on Fire, we like to start every show off with a little motivation, get that ball kind of rolling, get everybody pumped up for the great content that you have to share with us today. So Alyssa, I know that this success quote resonates with you greatly. You have it on a lot of your websites and different things that you do. What do you have for us?
1: Yeah, the quote I have, it's uh, its often attributed to Ralph Waldo Emerson, who's just one of the coolest guys ever. But uh, it, he actually never wrote it, which is another kind of quirk that I love to this quote, that um, it's kind of by an anonymous source. Uh, this quote is, To laugh often and much... To win the respect of intelligent people and the affection of children, to earn the appreciation of honest critics and endure the betrayal of false friends, to appreciate beauty, to find the best in others, to leave the world a bit better, whether by a healthy child or a garden patch, to know that even one life has breathed easier because you have lived, this is to have succeeded."
0: Wow. Well, I'm a little surprised that nobody has stepped up and taken full credit for that. And I'm actually not surprised that Ralph Waldo Emerson allowed other people to give him credit for that. Because that's quite an <laughs> awesome success quote.
1: I, uh, I found it when I was about 19 years old, which was just over a way long time ago. <laughs> and, <laughs> um, have kind of had it on, um, my sites. I had a plaque of it made in my home office. It's something I keep with me kind of as a reminder.
0: I love it. And as a reminder, how do you apply this quote to your everyday life? Let's get real specific. And how have you applied? Obviously it's a long, long quote, but give us a specific example of how you have applied. At least it's a meeting to your everyday life.
1: The biggest thing that I kind of took away from the quote, um, especially for applying it just to my own life and in my business as well, was that you're going to find success in life if you focus on making life easier and better and happier for others. Um, It's kind of that reciprocal mirror thing that if you're bringing goodness into the world and you're really pouring that out of yourself – then that's going to come right back at you, usually tenfold. Um, So, if you kind of focus every single day on making sure that, you know, one life is breathing easier because you're in the world, then your success is just going to be manifest.
0: Okay, I'm going to put you on the spot here just a little bit because Entrepreneur on Fire is about really painting the picture of your life in your journey. So, reach in to your memory banks, give us a really quick example of how you've done this in your life?
1: Uh, Well, for me, a big thing was I do this a lot with my clients and and ended up doing it for myself as well. Um, I created, uh, I believe, I can't think of who calls it. um, When you're trying to figure out how you're going to build your business, you create something called an avatar or an ideal customer. Um, And so what I did was I created an ideal customer um, I have a friend that she and I joke because we actually had little um, little pictures of our ideal customer. Hers was a Popsicle stick on the side of her computer <laughs> monitor. Mine was a post-it note with um, a stick figure, which is approximately the height of my artistic talent. Um, and it was stuck to the side of my uh, laptop monitor for probably the first like year that I was starting my business. And so every time that I was doing anything in business, anytime that I was trying to figure out like if something was a good move for me or if this was the direction I wanted to go, I'd be able to look right at that little post-it figure. Um, her name was Angelique just in case anyone was curious. And, um, I, I kind of almost became, became friends with Angelique, my little stick figure post-it girl. And, um, would really think about would what I was doing serve her because I had built her to be this actual person in my mind. It was exactly the type of person that I wanted to work with um, and exactly the type of person I wanted to help. So by really focusing on her to make sure that whatever I was doing was serving her, it really catapulted my business.
0: That is such good advice. And Jason Van Orden of Internet Business Mastery actually gave an entire presentation at Blog World on this subject of creating your avatar, really being able to get deep into their minds and really get your niche as small as possible and speak to that avatar because that's really how you're going to resonate with your audience is when you really know who you're speaking to. So that was a great example of an avatar and how you related to it and how you really were able to succeed by using it.
1: Yeah, I'm going to have to, uh, Jason was absolutely who I uh, got the phrase avatar from and I'm going to have to beg mass forgiveness from him for not giving him due credit. He's not like (laughs) Ralph Waldo Emerson, just running around with a quote.
0: Well, Ralph Waldo (laughs) Everson obviously didn't have John Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire cleaning up after him.
1: (laughs) That's true. If only he had, what would he have become?
0: Oh, wonderful (laughs) thoughts. So Alyssa, we're going to transition now into the next topic and that's failure because Entrepreneur on Fire is really an insight into your journey as an entrepreneur and as every entrepreneur, we all face failure at some point in our journey and We don't need to define it as failure. We can call it a challenge or an obstacle that needs to be overcome, but however we define it, it's there and we don't let it define us as a person, but we use it to inspire us to move on into different or the same but better directions. Can you take us back to a time where you failed or you came up against an incredible obstacle and your actions leading up to that?
1: Oh boy, can I? (laughs) I actually, in starting my business, I worked for um, 10 years. I basically went to college for creative writing and classical studies, uh, got out and started selling life insurance because that's the obvious career path for a career writer, creative writing <laughs> major, and um, basically worked my way up through the company um, to the point that I became a sales manager for the state of Maine. And so I was working like 60 hours a week, corporate career track, executive offices, um, really making a name for myself, realized that I loved the work I was doing and I loved the company I worked for, but it wasn't doing it for me and that really I was young enough that I needed to take a chance on doing something that mattered to me. Um, rather than following this path. I left on extremely good terms with the company so that um, in case I really, you know, fell flat on my face and didn't do well at all, um, I might be able to go back into this uh, career track that I was on. But I knew if I kept going on the career track, I could exactly go back um, to the time in my life when I had, you know, so many more um, available and easy options. So I started uh, my freelance writing business and editing. Um, and about a year, actually, not even a year, about eight months into um, running that business as my primary source of income and career and everything else, I uh, hit the proverbial poor writer rock bottom. Um, my car was repossessed. I had like four dollars and 13 cents in my checking account. I was living in my sister's apartment with her and her boyfriend. Uh, I was crying like all the time and not sleeping I it was it was failure of such mass epic proportions I, I would have been living in my car had they not repossessed it so. Uh-huh. Um so yeah that was kind of that, that that's been the biggest uh, challenge and failure I've had is kind of laying at the bottom of that pit and then figuring out like what I was going to do to bring myself out of it.
0: That's a very vivid picture and again to continue this journey let's move towards the actions that you took to pull yourself out of that. What was that moment in time that you just felt that there was a click and you turned and started heading back up that hill toward success.
1: Um, well, for me, the 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 kind of catalyst moment was the day that I uh, looked out my back window and saw the tow truck sitting in my driveway um, to take my car away. Um, that was that was kind of the 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 realization that this had gotten real and that there was really nowhere I, I needed to start making changes. Um, so what had happened was basically I had started the freelancing and everything else and I had done what so many writers will do. I was writing SEO articles and I was writing a lot of corporate website copy and press releases and kind of writing whatever anyone would pay me to do. Um, and I started realizing some success in that. So I very unintelligently, um, and unstrategically, decided to cut all forms of that type of writing because it wasn't really the type of writing that I enjoyed doing. Um, So I wasn't doing any of that writing, but I didn't really have enough of a platform to support myself doing the type of writing that I liked doing. So I kind of had to take a step back and um, I ended up, you know, taking on a lot more of the SEO writing jobs again. I was writing uh, how-to articles like it was my job. And um, I ended up doing a lot of sales consulting. Um, Got back in with a couple insurance agencies, worked with them um, doing sales and kind of marketing consulting for building their business back up since that was... You know, a background that I had and a kind of transferable skill that I knew I could utilize to make some quick, easy, large amounts of cash to pull myself back up out of the pit and get to the point that I wanted to be at again.
0: So, one thing that I love about these stories and about a very common answer when I have these interviews with entrepreneurs, the question always comes up what was the one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? And the answer is always fear of failure. And obviously, you experienced that failure, and you really experienced it to the highest degree, where you were in a parking lot, your car was potentially being hooked up by a tow truck to be dragged away, and you described that as, as low as you thought you possibly could go. And I really think that people need to realize that, yes, everybody's scared to take that entrepreneurial leap, but when you really, truly analyze what's the worst case scenario that can possibly happen it's truly not that bad. You're not going to die. You're not going to walk off a cliff into oblivion. You still have your family to support you. You still have your loved ones. You still have a support group that you've built throughout your life. And it's really those people that are going to get you through the low time. So you just can't look at failing as an end-all, be-all. It can just be a bottoming out and then your rise could potentially be inevitable after that.
1: That's, that's definitely failure is, uh, I, I can't remember who says it. I think it's, uh, Confucius actually, but the, uh, failure is not in falling down. It's failing to get back up. Love so it. So it's never, it's never failure is an end point. Failure is not where you stop, or if it is where you stop, then it really is failure.
0: Love it. Well, we're going to use that to move into our next topic. And That's the aha moment. Obviously, the kind of roller coaster that you've been on as an entrepreneur, as many entrepreneurs are on, you have light bulb moments over the course of every day, every week, every month. There's little aha moments that you really just see and they inspire you and they move you forward and you really just get inspired by them in general. Can you tell us about a recent aha moment that you've had and how it really did change the way that you do business and potentially your business and how you perceive life?
1: Um, I think one of my biggest aha moments in my business scope was uh, I, I had been uh, blogging and writing online for a while. And one day I did, you know, what, any, any, self-employed person does. I booted up my computer and checked my email, and I had an email from this woman named Caroline, and she claimed that she was from an organization called Forbes. I was vaguely familiar with this organization called Forbes. They have a magazine. They're kind of a big deal. And she basically sent me an email that was requesting uh, more information from me. She had been following some writing that I had been doing on a site called Brazen Careerist, Um, for young professionals. And it was right at the beginning of Forbes uh, contributor acquisition model. So they were trying to get more online content that was kind of a little bit different than the um, general tone and voice of Forbes had been. So they were trying to attract some new audience. And one of the ways that um, Caroline had felt would be a good way to do that would be to um, write in Forbes Women kind of a perspective from a young professional woman who really didn't follow a lot of the traditional women's paths, a lot of the traditional um, women's scripts that were fed. And so I got the email from her asking me if I would like to have my own column on Forbes.com, to which I immediately wrote back and said, are you real? Because I was... I was legitimately convinced the next email was going to involve something like, "All we need is your social security number and banking account number. We'll set you all up, and we promise we'll start sending you money."
0: And we've recently <laughs> moved to Nigeria, but don't be concerned. <laughs>
1: <Exactly>. <laughs> um, and so she wrote back. She was great. She was like, "Yep, here's my information. Here's my you know LinkedIn profile. Here's my." Byline information on Forbes, you can call Forbes switchboard and ask them to transfer you to me and they will transfer you to me. Um, So I kind of went back and forth with her for a couple emails and um, jumped at the opportunity to be able to kind of write about some of the stuff that I really loved writing about, but found a place to fit it very well um, with my current writing gigs so uh, I got picked up with, by them and the aha moment kind of really came and I before I had been kind of playing small ball. Like I had been you know, writing press releases for people, for local businesses, or I had been begging, you know, the local newspaper to give me bylines, um, just very on a low level. And To know that someone like an editor at Forbes.com was, you know, scouring the internet, which has a few writers poking around on it.
0: A couple here and there.
1: (laughs) Just just one or two. And um, she had, you know, found me in this really giant heap of writers and saw something in me that would be worthy of, you know, having my own blog on Forbes. Um, It kind of gave me the boost of confidence that I needed to say, like you know what, I, I I think I can make a go of this. I, I think that I obviously, it, th- this isn't just some crazy pie in the sky dream. This is, you know, other people are seeing this. Other people are believing in me. I might as well start believing in myself and start doing something about it.
0: I love it. And this might be it, but I'm still going to ask it anyways. <laughs> Have you had an I've made it moment?
1: Oh, I... I've been thinking about that. I have, I've made it moments all the time. I I am totally, I think it stems from being such a huge dork in like my entire growing up life that I still can't quite fit my brain around the fact that I might be invited to like, you know, the cool kids table. <laughs> and so I'm constantly, it, it's, it's actually great for me because I'm constantly happy with my job, I'm constantly in awe of the networking connections I get to make, and I'm constantly, you know, challenging myself and striving for the next thing because I, I just have, I've made it moment constantly that, you know, an email from someone will bring this huge grin to my face, and it goes back, I think, to that quote of success that I've really built my life on, that for me, you know, as soon as I know that I've done something good for someone, Like, that's an I've made it moment for me.
0: I love that. And I really always try to stress to Fire Nation the importance of, obviously, A, setting goals, but then B, once you do reach those goals, to really sit back and appreciate the journey that you've come to to reach that goal and the accomplishments that you've made, instead of just immediately pressing forward to that next loftier standard that you're going to set for yourself, because that's what we do as entrepreneurs, we always raise the bar as we move forward in life, but it's so important that every step along the way, we're really taking it all in and breathing and really just enjoying the moment because that's what life is made up of. It's made up of the little moments along the journey, not just this final destination at the end.
1: That's totally, I I, I wake up some mornings and I just, you know, from whatever surroundings I happen to be in or wherever I happen to be living, whatever I happen to be doing that day, I'm just grinning that like, I get to do this with my life. There are so many people who don't get that opportunity and I'm just so happy that I do every day.
0: Oh, no, I've just heard great things about Maine. Is it really the way life should be?
1: (laughs) Um, Maine is so uh, what I used to tell people when I lived here um, full time was if you've ever looked at an LL Bean catalog, uh, I live there. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty much, that's what Maine is. I mean, You know, there's obviously a lot of other stuff that goes along with it. But um, for me, Maine has always been, you know, running away to a mountain with a notebook or a book, getting out on the coast, um, sitting in a coffee shop in an old brick building and kind of Portland, Maine is crazy. There's it's the largest city in the state and there's 60,000 people.
0: Mm, (laughs) I love it. And and I actually live right in the heart of the old port. So I am just seeing the Renaissance going around all around me as far as, like you said, these old coffee shops with, they used to be industrial warehouses. And now that they're just beautiful, little, cool, chic coffee shops, et cetera. I mean, a really cool place.
1: It's, I, I love, you know, every time I come back, I love being able to spend as much time as I can, um, out and about in Maine.
0: Mm-hmm. So Alyssa, we're going to move on to the next topic, which is your current business. And you're obviously rolling along. You have a lot of things going on, a couple of which I'd like to touch upon because they're just so inspirational and just really a great way to live one's life. What's one thing that's really exciting you about what you're doing right now?
1: Uh, One thing that's really exciting me I'm getting back into a lot more of the um, editing work that I used to do before. I, um, I am one of those really strange and odd writers that absolutely loves doing editing work. And I love doing it, I love, instead of having to create ideas and words for people, I love being able to work with people on their words and ideas and kind of take what has, they've put out that's really, really awesome and make it even awesomer. Um, I it's it's just a great feeling for me to know that I'm helping someone else see the potential and the good that they have. in, you know, something as simple as their website copy, right up to um, eBooks or short stories or things like that. Um, that really they get to leave feeling like they didn't just get sold a bunch of words. They leave feeling like they were really part of the process and that it really is their product.
0: I love that. And we're going to use that to continue on because the word entrepreneur is a mystery to most people because they don't really know what per se an entrepreneur would be doing during the course of a day. And you're living that life. Give Entrepreneur on Fire, give us Fire Nation a little insight into what your days look like. Obviously, no two days are the same, but you do have common tasks you're doing day in and day out. What what are those tasks?
1: Yeah, well, my tasks are um, they're kind of split because I do have one extremely large um, contract that I work with on a regular basis. Um, I work with the guys over at uh, the Tropical MBA and Lifestyle Business Podcast. Um, kind of in um, managing editor-type role. So I spend a lot of my day working with them on different projects that we're working on, working on their community management for their online forums, um, spend a, a healthy amount of time in my email inboxes. Um, and the other half of the time, I'm really working on either articles that I need to get out um, for my own writing uh, so blogs or sites that I write for or stuff that I've pitched, or I spend a lot of time, um, in Google docs, kind of reading through other people's work, um, and going through, uh, with a, a fine tooth comb, I guess, doing their grammar edits and doing their, uh, idea stretching.
0: I love Google docs. <laughs>
1: Google Docs is my favorite. <laughs>
0: oh, it's so fun and it's so great with virtual assistants or what have you. It's just a great way to share ideas quickly and to collaborate. It's just incredible.
1: That's that's the number one word right there. If you're going to be collaborating with people, Google Docs is a great, great, easy tool to use. I know that there's a lot of tools that will do collaboration, but... I, they are way too advanced for me.
0: (laughs) Simple yet incredible. Yes. So Alyssa, what's the vision that you have for your future?
1: I'm a, I'm a very, I, I guess you could say simple person, um, I don't think that that's necessarily the best. I have a friend that I said that to once. I said, Chris, I'm, I'm just a simple girl. And he wrote back and he's like, that made me laugh. <laughs> um, but I, I try not to focus as much on the future. Cause I feel like it sets you up having been kind of where I've been on my path. If I get too far ahead of myself I feel like I forget where I am in the here and now and kind of plates start falling. Um, but in the future, I really, I just, I want to be able to keep traveling. Um, I currently, I'm home visiting family right now, but regularly I, I live on different parts of the planet. Um, I want to be able to keep working with entrepreneurs to help them grow their businesses. Um, I love working with writers and authors to be able to help them bring their writing to the next level and really become the best version of their writing selves. Um, I just, I just like making the world a happier, better place. So as long as I get to keep doing that, that's a perfect future for me.
0: That's great. And I would have also accepted one (laughs) big question mark. (laughs) So Alyssa, we've now reached my favorite part of the show. We're about to enter the lightning rounds this is where I provide you with a series of questions and you come back at Fire Nation with amazing and mind-blowing answers. Does that sound like a plan?
1: <laughs> That's, that sounds great.
0: Awesome. So we've already touched on this first one, at least I have, but I would love to get your take on this. What was the number one thing that was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? The
1: uh, number one thing that was holding me back was the loss of secure, security and stability. Uh, that I felt that I was going to, and obviously did encounter, um, from becoming an entrepreneur. But I figured out that, you know, once you lose it, it's security and stability are, are you can get them back. It's not easy, but you can get them back.
0: What's the best business advice you ever received?
1: Uh, the best business advice I ever received probably from my boss at the uh, sales agency, the second insurance sales agency I used to work at. Um, she became one of my mentors, one of my best friends, and she. We used to have a phrase frequently that was, "It's better to ask for forgiveness than permission."
0: Oh, I use that in the <laughs> army all the time as a as a platoon as a platoon leader. I was always asking for forgiveness.
1: It's it's kind of one of those, and I think that um, entrepreneurs are well-served to keep it in the back of their minds. It, it really is you so much easier, um, and you can get much more accomplished than when you just ask for forgiveness if you do something wrong, rather than permission to try something different and brazen, because different and brazen scares people, so they say no, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. And as long as you're willing to own up to it when you do something wrong, that proves your integrity.
0: Nope. I love it. I always stress, take powerful action. And if you're always worried about how that action is going to result, then you're not going to be powerful about it. So I'm a big believer in that as well. Yeah. What is something that's working for you right now?
1: I have to say something that works for me, and I know that it is such a cliched answer, but... Um, but something that really works for me is networking through social media and online forums and different um, online platforms because I do travel so much. And then previously when I was trying to build my career from Maine, in which I think that there's maybe like seven national bloggers who live in the state of Maine, the entire state. Um,
0: Chris Brogan being one of them.
1: Yes. Yes. From Lewiston. Um <laughs> I think that I, I, I learned very quickly that I was going to have to make my networking connections and kind of build my business by um, really connecting with people online. So for me, it's really important to make sure that I'm replying to every tweet that I get and that I'm you know interacting with every person who sends me an email and really going into forums and offering good advice and asking for good uh, advice in return. And I find that the more I do that kind of stuff, the more it builds my audience, the greater connections I have.
0: So we've already mentioned Google Docs and I simply love that internet resource. Do you have another internet resource that you are just in love with, like a Google Docs, like an Evernote that you could suggest to Fire Nation?
1: Um, I use LastPass. LastPass is a um, password saving uh, vault So basically, I think you pay like $15 a year and it stores all of your passwords kind of to the cloud in this encrypted vault. Um, For my particular vault, you need to enter information off of a grid that I have printed and hidden in my computer bag. Um, So really, no one can break into my computer and get the passwords, but I can get to any sites online with one quick keystroke. Um, instead of constantly having to remember what my passwords are or having them saved in my browser, which is really scary when you travel all the time because if someone figures out how to get into your computer and you have all of your passwords saved in your autofills on your browser, someone now has your information on your bank account and is sending it to a Nigerian prince.
0: (laughs) And it's great, too. I love and use LastPass and just the speed that you can go from one website to the other is incredible and it's just a great tool thank you for that yeah what's the best book or business book that you've read in the last six months
1: i'm not sure if it's the best book um it's the book that made me think the most or caused probably the greatest reaction in me and i'm sure we've had a couple of people who've brought it up Uh, ryan holidays trust me i'm lying
0: yes we actually (laughs) had him on the show as well he was great
1: He's um, I I don't know Ryan at all, um, unfortunately, but I had this extremely visceral reaction (laughs) within myself because um, similar to Ryan, I live both on the um, kind of online editorial journalistic side where I'm writing for Forbes and writing for websites. And I'm the one who's getting shysted by these shysters all the time. Right. But on the flip side, I work as an editor for a very you know prominent online brand and I'm trying to sheist people all the time. <laughs> so I suddenly, that book really made it clear to me the internal conflict that I was going through.
0: Love it. I will link that book up in the show notes with an asterisk that it's not the best business book that you've read in the last six months, but it is a controversial book.
1: It, it absolutely. I feel if something is able to cause controversy In you, then uh, it's got to be something that's worth uh, passing along to some other people.
0: So Alyssa, this last question is my favorite. It's kind of a tricky one, so take your time, you can digest it, and then come back at us with an answer. If you woke up tomorrow morning and you still had all the experience, knowledge, and money that you currently have today, but everything about your business had completely disappeared, forcing you to start with a clean slate which is a situation that many of the listeners at Fire Nation find themselves in, what would you do?
1: I would uh, get a website up so that I could get uh, writing out on the internet again. I'd probably pitch, if I had seven days, I'd probably pitch 20 to 25 different magazines and editors to see if I could get some articles um, in with them. I would uh, social network my face off. <laughs> yeah. On uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook. Um, I would be answering so many questions on Quora, they would possibly ban me. <laughs> um, <laughs> I would just, yeah, I, I might, if I had the means, and by means, I mean lots of coffee, um, try to get some sort of uh, really substantial, useful, downloadable ebook. Um, up and out that could get sent out um, to people that I would most likely offer as free content to get people kind of coming to my site and learning a little bit more about me um, and figuring out if we'd be a good fit to work together on different projects.
0: Well, that's a great start. And Alyssa, you've given us some great actionable advice this entire interview, and we are all better for it here at Fire Nation. So listen, give us one parting piece of guidance, then give yourself a plug and then we'll say goodbye.
1: Um, My one parting piece of guidance would be things are never as bad as they seem. And as long as you work to make the world a better place, the world will become a better place for you. So if anyone wants to check me out, uh, probably the easiest way to find me quick is on Twitter. As I've mentioned a few times, I am in love with the little blue Tweety Bird. And my handle there is at Alyssa, E-L-I-S-A, Doucette, D-O-U-C-E-T-T-E. And you can also check me out at my website, which is AlyssaDoucette.com.
0: Wonderful, and I will link all of this up in the show notes. Again, thank you so much, Alyssa from Fire Nation. We salute you, and we'll catch you on the flip side.
1: Cheers, have a good one.
0: Hey, guys, this is John Lee Dumas signing off. Remember to subscribe to our email list for your chance to win $50 cash every Wednesday. Fire Nation, my one call to action to you today is this. If you enjoyed this free podcast and want to show your love, head over to eofire.com, click the subscribe and iTunes button at the top of our page, and you'll be shot over to iTunes to leave a rating and review. To show my appreciation for your hopefully five-star rating, I will give you a shout-out at the top of an upcoming show, and then you can tweet about how awesome you are. Seriously, though, it would really mean a lot to all of us here at Fire Nation that work so hard to bring you this content five days a week. Until next time, Fire Nation, prepare to ignite.
1: Thank you for joining us at entrepreneuronfire.com, your daily dose of inspiration. Prepare to ignite.